When the sitcom Girlfriends first aired, I was a teenager. I watched that show and just knew that that was going to be me and my super grown, super sexy, super successful best friends that I was going to have when I got grown. I call bullshit. Now, doesn't mean I haven't had friends. However, what it does mean is that this idea that I had about friendships, what that means, what that looks like, just all went to hell. So, my question to you is, what about your friends? Like the TLC song says, are they going to be around? Are they going to let you down? And at the end of the day, are you a good friend? Tonight, I'm sipping on Basil Hayden's Extra Rye. And yes, I'm aware that I keep drinking the same whiskey, but that should tell you something. Basil Hayden has a few different variations, actually, but this is the red label, and it is Extra Rye, which I love because it has this really dry, spicy aftertaste. I love rye whiskey, okay? So if you're in the mood and you want, you know, a good sipping whiskey with a little extra kick, go on, grab your bottle, Basil Hayden's Extra Rye, Red Label. And, you know, let's get into it. going to dive directly into today's topic. We're talking about friends. Now, you can be male and female friends, girlfriends, um, guy friends, whatever you want to call it. I think that this particular podcast can relate um, to you, to all genres across the board. With that being said, I wanted to explore the relationships that we have with our friends because more often than not those relationships go overlooked and people in general don't view them as important um as romantic relationships or they don't put in the work on their friendships like they do with romantic relationships and i think that that does us a severe misjustice when it comes to maintaining and balancing healthy friendships. Um, speaking from personal experience, I haven't had the best track record at friendships, which honestly left me thinking, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> Can I just not be a good friend to people so they're not a good friend to me? Um, and I still wonder that to an extent. But... Um, 
let's just start at the beginning, shall we? Of where I got my idea of friendship and where I got my idea that I really don't fuck with women. I am a tomboy and has always really hung out with the guys, um, but have secretly always craved, you know, those girlfriends. Someone you can kiki with, talk about your man, go out on girl trips now that you're grown, um, girl vacations. I don't have those friends that I can do that with. And I think that that's all rooted in some trauma um, that I had when I was young. Go figure. So let me take you back to when my issues with friends and with girls in general really happened. Let's go back to my sixth grade year. I think this was, what, 96, 95, something around that time, right? Sounds crazy, but sixth grade. Sixth grade, I consider the year from hell because, you know, shit just hit the fan. Right. You got puberty. You got people starting to feel themselves growing out and, and just shit hit the fan in sixth grade. Y'all. Let me tell y'all. So in fifth grade, I was what you would call popular. I guess I had my core group of female friends. It was about seven, eight of us legit that like hung out tough, went to each other's houses, had slumber parties, you know, the works. Over the summer between fifth and sixth grade, I shot up probably about half a foot. Literally, I was about five, seven going into the sixth grade, five, eight. And I went from no cup to about a C cup. Um, I've always been fair skinned, had long hair, like down to my bra strap. But, you know, that was never an issue until sixth grade so after summer of fifth grade i went into sixth grade with the same hopes the same dreams the same friends so i thought and all that shit changed all of a sudden i thought i was too good for everybody or i swore i was white or you know i was awkward they called me giraffe that's why i don't give a fuck about giraffes to this day (laughs) Because they call me giraffe because I was light-skinned with brown freckles, right? Everything that I love about myself now and what they trying to get now, long hair. They threw bubble gum in my hair where I had to cut it into layers. Yanked on my hair on a regular basis because it was different from theirs. Um, my light skin, I thought I was white. Um, you know, having a chest that looked like the letter P, I was going to fall over. You know, it was always something. Sixth grade was literally the year from hell for me. And I accredited it to a lot of things. It made me the bitch that I am now. And I appreciate it (laughs) because it made me grow up really quick because I could not understand how my friends could all of a sudden treat me like this. And to me, Nothing had changed. And of course, my mom was like, oh, Leah, they're jealous. Oh, Leah, you know, girls do this. And some of the boys were involved in it as well. They they do this. They like you. The boys like you. They just don't know what to say or what to do. And sis girl, me ain't trying to hear that shit, right? I just want my friends. I just want to be invited to, to the parties, to, you know, the slumber parties, everything that we were doing before, and I was being exiled and didn't understand why. Picked on, bullied, the knives. 
And, you know, that didn't stop or flip for me until my mama gave me the go ahead and was like, you know what? At the end of the year, my mom was like, you know, enough is enough. Whoop they ass. And so, you know, Leah cleaned house. Whoop they ass, right? <laughs> and then, of course, they wanted to be my friend again at the end of the year. So isn't it amazing, like, how you have to, like, whoop somebody's ass for them to act right? And it's still a common theme in my life. But I won't go on that tangent. We're talking about friends. Okay, so that's my sixth grade experience. And that kind of set the bar or set the tone for what seems like every female friendship in my entire life. Um, despite that happening, I went into middle school, high school, you know, open-minded, looking for those female friends because, as I said, I've never had problems making friends with the guys. I seem to have more in common with them. We think a lot more. And, you know, my kids, my gay guy friends love me. I love them. They're my best friends. Always have been. So that's never been an issue. That just has always been a problem with women. So I had this other friend, right? And I'm telling y'all these stories so you can get to know me a little bit better and understand where I'm coming from and why this topic in particular disturbs me so much. I had another friend actually from elementary school. This was a guy this time, y'all. Um, I knew him since the time I was in third grade and he was in second grade. We were friends. Um, I knew he liked me. He always had a little crush on me when we were younger, but you know, that's kid shit, right? As we grew older, we stayed in touch, even though he moved often, changed his phone number often, always found him. We always, you know, fell back into the routine of being friends, talking, helping each other with life situations, whatever it may be, right? Literally, he was at my wedding. He was there for me when my son was born always been in my corner until I guess it's been eight or so years now possibly maybe a little bit more um he got a serious girlfriend but you know that was nothing new he got girlfriends all the time we still was cool but he fell off the face of the earth again was nothing new. I always found him. If I called him, he answered. I knew his family. I knew where they were. You know, we could find each other no problem, but this time it was different. Didn't hear from him. Reached out to the fam. Asked them to reach out to him for me. Um, and they were like, Leah, he just, you know, it's like he don't want to talk to you, right? Coming to find out he had gotten married, I wasn't invited, didn't know anything about it. And let me tell y'all, this really, really hurt me. So if you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> that really, really hurt me, you know, because we had been like the best of friends for 20 years and then all of a sudden just ghosted, like without any communication whatsoever. And it disturbed me for the longest. It still disturbs me, but not as bad as it used to. And I say that because Eric broke it down for me. He sat me down and he was like, Leah, I know it's bothering you. But guess what? This probably happened because he still had feelings for you. And he couldn't deal with being friends with you. And there's no telling what he told that girl about you. 
And if they got serious enough to where he wanted to marry her or they were going to get married, he had to make a decision. Hey, am I going to stay friends with the person that I'm hopelessly in love with or, you know, would want to be in a relationship with? Or am I going to start fresh with this person that loves me back and she doesn't want me to be friends with her? So let me make a decision. So when it was put to me that way, I kind of understood. I still don't get it because I still would have preferred some type of communication, but that's just me. So that's my second letdown, big letdown with people that I thought was super close to me. Because again, 20 years of friendship or what I thought was friendship. There's one more story that, you know, balances out this triad of badass friendships. And, you know, we'll get into it right after this. Tonight's episode is sponsored by The Beeline, an inspirational line of coffee mugs, gourmet coffee, and candles. They're made to give you inspiration and motivation throughout your day. If you are a coffee drinker, is your coffee dull? Does it need a little bit more to make it taste right? Well, my girl Brandy over at The Beeline has you covered. Their gourmet coffee is perfectly blended. It won't make you crash during the day. It's specifically designed to give you a little pick-me-up, not a bring-me-down. So if you like coffee, if you drink wine out your mug, but like I do, I'm not judging you, head on over to The Beeline line on Facebook or IG or just email the one beeline at gmail.com and grab your inspirational and motivational coffee mug and candles. So this fucked up friendship threesome that I'm having right now, right? The third part <laughs> of my failed miserably um, friendships comes in with someone um, that I really considered my sister. This is probably the one person that got the closest to me, um, especially as a female. Um, we were friends through middle school, through high school, afterwards, you know, she was in my wedding. Um, you know, was there at the hospital when I gave birth, all that good stuff, right, was there for me through my divorce, and during the divorce is when shit hit the fan, right, so we're cool now, let me just put that out there, because she may be listening, but I do want her to hear that, and I want y'all to hear that, because maybe y'all can, you know, get a lesson from this, so she probably hurt me the worst after everybody or out of everyone, the other two, just because I let her in knowing full well how stuff goes with me and women, right? Um, I'm the type of person when you my friend, you my friend. Like when you get to that level and everybody doesn't get to that level, 
I ride for you. When I say I ride for you, I'm talking about I will break a nigga nose. I will bust out windows. I will bail you out. You know, <laughs> I'm that crazy friend that you call and be like, oh, so you you getting a posse, let me call my girl Leah. Like, I'm, I'm that person. I will ride for you. I will help you in any way possible. And I've come to understand that sometimes maybe I give that too much and too freely um, to people who haven't proven themselves necessary. And that's a big philosophical um, debate that me and Eric have all the time. I say, well, I give that until you prove that you, you know, shouldn't get it. And he's like, no, you're doing that shit backwards. They need to prove that they should get to that level so you can stop getting hurt. And I'm like, true story. But let's backtrack and get back to this threesome of fucked up friendships. So, like I said, this person, we were friends through middle school, through high school, considered her my sister, um, all that jazz until during my divorce. And my divorce was a horrible one. But during the divorce, I was moving out of our, like, family home, right? Um, I had quit my job because I was having health issues. Um, it just was a really, really bad time moving in with my parents to get back stable, get back on my feet, get my mental health, my physical health back together. So I was selling furniture out of my home, right? This is literally what happened, y'all. <laughs> she purchased her and another girl that we went to school with that I don't really care for and never did. Um, they were moving in together, right? So they together purchased a dining room set that was literally brand new glass marble still had the plastic and tags on it right so the tour for 150 dollars she's my friend we paid 700 dollars for the set on sale but you know that's my girl 150 dollars you needed to move in i need some cash you know let's let's make this deal didn't think anything else about it until i was contacted um and she was like well, the other girl I'm moving in with bought another table, so I need that 150 bag. Now, 150 doesn't sound like a lot to y'all. It didn't don't sound like a lot to me now, but at the time, that was a lot of money for me because again, I was not working, going through a divorce. My finances just was all fucked up, right? But you know, I'm like, um, okay, well, I'm going to have to get it. And get it to you because that was spent on groceries. That's spent on diapers. You know, my child was a baby at the time. So, I'm like, I'm going to get it to you. Don't worry. I'm going to get it for you. Um, I guess you can just bring the table back. Well, long story short, turd. <laughs> the table was never returned. I really didn't hear from her again. I heard from the other girl that she was moving in with. And she was telling me, um, you know, I need to come pick up the money. I'm like, sure, you know what? If it's that crucial, come pick the money up. Didn't show up. Contacted her again. Come get the money. She didn't show up. She contacted me and said, I'm coming to get the money. Okay, cool. It's in the envelope, in the mailbox. Go for it. You can get it. She never showed up, right? Never heard anything else about it. But the crazy part is I never heard back from my best friend. I called, I text, tried to get in contact, nothing. Straight ghosted. No conversation, no nothing, y'all. Like, nothing. Nowhere in my mind 
did it register to me that this was over $150 in a dining room set? <laughs> like, that never occurred to me that that's, you know, what this was about. So, for years, this tormented me. And I was like, this is my sister. Like, this is my best friend. I went to war for her, like, with her parents or step-parents, like, her dudes, like, everything right this is like i'm hurt like what is going on why i haven't heard from her again old wise man aries like leah leave that shit alone it is what it is she showed who who she is obviously the relationship wasn't what you thought it was move on with life tried to move on with life really did but it always hurt you know because here i go again what the fuck what is wrong with me is it me? Why can't I have a healthy relationship, friendship with women? Like, what the fuck, right? So, y'all, years later, I'm talking years later, over a decade later, um, she reaches out. She's getting married. And um, I'm talking to her. Well, actually, before she got married, she reached out a little bit before. And... Um, <laughs> She told me the story, told me that it was because the other girl had gotten in her ear and told her that I was wrong, that um, I should have gave her that $150 back. I'm trifling, all this kind of stuff, right? And I'm sitting here like, but you knew me, though. You were my sister. Like, $150? And she said, yeah, she realized she was wrong shortly after. They ended up not even moving in together. And I'm like, so why didn't you call me? Why didn't you talk to me? And she's like, because I knew you were going to cuss me out and I felt stupid. Yeah, I'm going to cuss you the fuck out. But listen, you already know I'm going to get over it. Like, that's the type of person I am. Go on and let me cuss you out. <laughs> Let's cuss each other out. Whatever it is that need to be done so we can move on with life. But you didn't talk to me for 10 years off of what the next bitch said. Like then we wasn't sisters. We weren't. We didn't have the relationship that I thought we had. And that's painful. You know, I had to come to that realization. And even now, we're cool. Like I said, um, she contacted me later and I did a makeup um, at her wedding, was there for a little bit, but it felt so awkward. I felt like the outsider looking in, it wasn't the same, you know? And I've seen her a handful of times since then. She supported my business. Um, yeah, but it's, it's nothing like it used to be. It's a high buy situation. If I see you, it's what's up. Um, but we're not like how we used to, and that hurts me. It really does. It makes me sad. Um, and I can't seem to get over it or know that I want to get over it. But anyway, all of that to let y'all know where I'm coming from. Like, why is it so hard to have a decent friendship with people? Right? Like, what about me? I can always say for myself, right? What about me sets people aside or... You know, makes them not want to be like my close friend. I expect the same type of loyalty, the same type of effort that I put in, I expect it, you know, back. And I can say that as of late, like, I don't really put in that much effort when it comes to maintaining healthy friendships 
it's sad, but it's just the truth because I've decided to focus on other things because it's never paid off for me. Like I have a handful, not even a handful of people that I consider, quote, my friend, but I don't have a best friend. I don't do best friends because that comes with a level of expectations that no one can seem to meet for me, right? But at the end of the day, I'm still a woman. I'm still a chick, right? And I still crave that tribe of women that I can talk to. Like, my boyfriend is my best friend, and I mean it with everything that's in me. I talk to him about everything, including him, right? But sometimes I want to talk about him to somebody else. <laughs> I want to talk to him about him, you know? I want to be able to confide in someone. I want someone to be able to confide in me. I want to be able to call my girlfriends up and they come over for a drink or we go on girlfriend vacations. Like, I want that life. Like, why can't I have that life, right? Anyway, um, but that's enough about me and my rants. We're going to talk to, you know, my girl Brandy Flynn again. She was on season one, wonderful episode um, about sis, you just need to stay single. So I came back to her to get her professional, you know, opinion about friendships, what, what that means, what they look like, um, the definition of a friend, um, why friendships change, how you outgrow your friends, you know? So let's get a professional's take on friendships. As a therapist, what can you say the benefits are of having a group of, and I'm talking about close-knit friends, like your go-to friends when you need to vent, you need to talk, you need to laugh, you need to cry, that core group of friends. Um, what's the importance of that? Um, the importance of having your solid friends, your squad, your go-to is for balance. You know, uh, I know a lot of people feel like we can do this by ourselves, but we really can't. And there are times where we just need people that, that solid person, or if you're blessed, a solid group of people that you can contact and just really be yourself, be, where you can be vulnerable. Because a lot of times uh, we are in positions where we can't be vulnerable because we have this uh, image, we have this brand, we have this position, this title in life where we feel like if we are vulnerable that our credibility is taken away, which it shouldn't be that way. So when you have that, that core of people in your life that takes you, accepts you for who you are, uh, where you're able to take off the layers, that actually helps you to be balanced. That's also very good for your mental health. Just having that, that environment where you can truly just be yourself is safe. What's really going on with you? That is something that's very needed. I know that it's not practiced that it stated, you know, nobody needs nobody, uh, that we, you know, I can do this by myself, and we really can't. Okay. And with that being said, and, and we know that having friends 
can be a good thing. On the flip side, I'm going to play devil's advocate. What is the downside of having a group of people you consider your friends? But let's be real. You can have toxic relationships with your friends just like you can with romantic Ooh. relationships. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Oh, Wow, the downside, uh, I don't want to say the downside of having friends, I would say the downside of not learning when a friendship is over, when uh, a person who you thought was your friend is not your friend, and you have not released them, that can cause problems, that can cause, uh, like you said, toxic uh, relationships, uh, unnecessary arguments, unnecessary stress, placing yourself in situations that you don't need to be in that can cause issues with your other friends or with your family or your relationships. You know, um, we are, we're quick to uh, get rid of people that we're dating or to invest and trying to save relationships, but we don't put that same investment in friendships because we feel like, you know, we've been friends for so long. We've been friends since the fifth grade, uh, 12th grade, whatever like that, but we don't really realize that this person, either we have outgrown each other or this person was never your friend, even from the fifth grade. Um, we really need to learn to about investing in friendships. It's like how we invest ourselves in relationships. We really need to know about investing in friendships. And a lot of times we don't do that. And that's how, just like toxic relationships, we can end up in toxic friendships. And you said a mouthful then. So touching on a little bit what you said, um, how do we know that our relationship with our friend is toxic? How do, what are some of the signs um, that appear in your opinion when it's time to let that friendship go. You said we outgrow our friends, and we do. <laughs> but how? Yeah, we do. Oh, how do we know when it's the time to say, you know what, this friendship isn't working for me, or it's not working for either one of us? What are some of those signs? You know what, when uh, you you really have to pay attention. Uh, when they're not cheering for you or what they're cheering you for. You know, you cheering for me when I do something bad or I read somebody their rights or, you know, tell somebody I'll pop off on somebody. But you don't cheer for me when I get this job promotion or I start a new business. Um, when... You're just being toxic, just uh, not being supportive, doing things that I feel doesn't fit my lifestyle. You know, because we, 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 all, have, we all have different lives. And I know that my personal views, I, you know, we all have personal views. And sometimes I tell people, you have to, you have to look at, is your personal views worth you ending a friendship with somebody sometimes it's yes sometimes it's no 
And sometimes when that friend says that, that, that they choose not to better themselves, I'm not saying just because I have my own business, you should have your own business. But what are you doing to better yourself? You know, because if I'm growing and you're at a standstill, you know, you're, you're, you're dead weight, you're dead end. And it's kind of like, just think about dead ends, you know, just think about somebody, I know you've probably seen it, somebody with long hair, hair all the way down to their bra strap, but up to their neck is dead ends. But they want to keep it because their hair is so long, but they don't know that it, their hair is breaking off. And if they don't go ahead and cut it, they're going to be bald-headed and it's going to be thin. So they just need to go ahead and cut it, deal with the, the sudden change, but understand that it's for the betterment of their hair. It's the same thing with life. We need to learn how to cut off dead ends, and sometimes we don't want to because of the length. Mm, that's a really, that's a really good <laughs> analogy. So, <laughs> what happens when? You're kind of feeling like the the friendship is isn't going anywhere, or you have an inclination that okay, maybe I need to do something, actively do something, because like you said, we have a tendency not to work on our friendships. We work on our romantic relationships, but we don't necessarily view our friendships the same way. I know as a mental health therapist and counselor, um, do you offer services? Do you have like where friends come in and and talk and have therapy sessions? Yes, I do. I have what I call friendship counseling. And a lot of people think that it's mind-boggling. A lot of people, I've heard people say, I don't think it's worth it. Uh, friendship shouldn't be that hard. Yes, it is. Because it's two people. It's, you're dealing with a whole other person. And it, my thing is that we can go to family therapy, we can go to couples therapy. Why can't we go to friendship therapy? And the, and I do have people that come to friendship therapy. And Leah, when I say you, they are so shocked when they find out things about themselves, when they have a better, they understand how their friendship is dysfunctional and how they need to work on it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like it, 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 it's needed. You know, it's, but I tell people, just like when you go to couple therapy, you know, what's the purpose? Is the purpose to save the relationship or is the purpose to leave? The same thing with, with friendship counseling. Is it to improve, to save the friendship? And I really think that that, that is very needed. And I've seen uh, television episodes and they've done that. I remember, you know, Girlfriends is rebooted. And I haven't, I haven't came to this episode but I remember when it first aired, Joan was going to therapy. And Tony, what, and that's probably a whole other subject, Tony was, Joan was kind of going to therapy for Tony. And uh, even though Tony invaded Joan's therapy session, they actually had a friendship session right. where they talked about, about Tony. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to find that episode. But it's needed. It's very needed because you also learn, are you a friend? You know, we're so quick to blame no other, everybody else, but what about you? 
You know, if you're constantly losing friends, you're constantly changing friends, sweetheart or homeboy, you really need to think about, okay, what, what am I doing? What, why can I not keep friends? Or why can't people keep me as a friend? Like, well, okay, it's something I'm doing. What energy am I giving? What narrative? How can I change this narrative? Because I'm, I'm telling you, people watch. And people know, like, damn, you can't keep no friends. Like, every, every season, it's a whole, it's a new squad. But that same squad don't don't change. It's just you. It's, it's like Destiny's Child. <laughs> you know, Beyonce and Kelly gonna stay. Michelle wanted to stay, but, you know, the, the other ones couldn't stay. So, what is it? Right. And that's something, and that I think that works with, um, with friendship counseling. Like I said, a lot of people don't want to look at they don't want to be accountable for what they're doing. They don't want to be accountable of it's not all about me, that sometimes it is me. I could be the issue. It's always what somebody else did. Very true. So you hit on the topic that I wanted to go to next about not being a good friend yourself. And you're wondering, you know, <laughs> what's going on? Why don't I don't have any friends or why do certain things keep happening? Um, what are some things that I could look out for as a person for me to do to make sure that I'm being a good friend to someone else? Be there for them, you know, and not be there in a way that you feel that they need you, but ask them how, you know, what do you need from me? You know, communicating with your friends, you know, uh, and, and, and do a self-check and be open to criticism. You know, if, if you if you can have the grown conversation like, hey, you know, what do you feel about our friendship? Just like you do in a relationship because a friendship is a relationship. You have to question yourself. You can't be a good friend. You probably can't be a good boyfriend or girlfriend, husband or wife. You know, asking you know, how how am I doing, you know, uh, reflecting, you know, and just, and learning how to apologize. And, and Leah, I'm, I'm going to share something really, really funny, and it's really, really crazy. So I have a friend, we have been, I don't even call her my best friend, I call her my sister since the fifth grade. Uh, and it's been a real sister relationship because we have fallouts, we friends, we'll fool each other. And so I thought about of a situation that occurred when we was in the 12th grade and how we fell out. And even though as an adult, I thought about it and I called her and I apologized to her that I wasn't a friend that I should have called and asked her about it. I just took somebody's word for it. So, of course, she like, girl, that happened in 1996, 1995. You are now calling me about this. I was like, yes, I am. Because I just realized it. And I never should have done it. And we laughed about it. But this deal about friendship is owning up an error. Something that you do wrong. Because you don't ever know how that apology can change somebody's mindset. Because sometimes we we hold on to things. We we don't let it go. Um, 
but it can change the minds of how we are, you know, with, you know, as a friend, you know, like I still remember that when she did it and, and, you know, in 2005, you know, we cool, but I ain't gonna let it go. So we, we have to learn how to apologize. We have to learn to be selfless and do a self check. That's very true. I have a similar story <laughs> about, um, someone that I consider my sister, my friend, and it was kind of reversed. She did something to me and we never spoke about it for years. I'm talking seven, eight, nine years. She just disappeared on me. Um, and it did, it weighed on me. It weighed on not just my friendships. Like it even does it now. I don't really trust females to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> I'm that girl that doesn't really have like close Somebody that'll be like, oh, that's my sister. Or, oh, that's my best friend. I don't have that. And it stems from negative relationships that I've had with women or girls when I was younger. Um, because I don't really trust enough to let people in that close to me anymore just because I was hurt so much. Um, by this one in particular, we were grown at the time. And um, she just stopped talking to me. And when I say she was like my best friend, we did everything together. I used to whoop her stepdaddy, like all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Busting windows at the car of her dude that was acting wrong. She was there for me when I needed her. I was there for her. And then just ghost for years. And that hurt, you know, when you don't, I'm the type of person that needs closure. And when I didn't get it, I was extremely confused. Extremely. Didn't know what happened. And then finally, I'm saying about seven, eight, if not longer than that, years later, I spoke to her and it was over exactly what you said, what somebody else said, over a $100 dining room table, literally. And she said that um, <laughs> she felt stupid a little bit afterwards, but didn't say anything to me because she know I'd cuss her out. And I was like, yeah, I will curse you out, but we will move on with life because that's just, you know, what happened. But it took 10 years for you to come back and say something. And it's like now, okay, we cool, but we will never be friends like that. I'll talk to you occasionally. If I see you, I'll wave. But that's yeah. it. So how do you get over or because that relationship, honestly, like you said, it affected the rest of my life. It, it affected my friendships with people afterwards. It affected my romantic relationship. Like it affects your life. So in a situation like that where you're hurt or get deeply hurt by someone you consider your friend, like what are some things, what are some steps that you can do to get over it? Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say this, Leah. Mm -hmm. It all depends on the person mm -hmm. it depends on you and how much you really want that friendship and the history of the friendship like I've had friendship where we're not friends anymore and I didn't realize that you never was my friend mm. until after the friendship was over with so those were friendships I was just like, we don't need to be rekindled. Like, we don't even have to talk. Like, we, we can coexist. Like, I'm not going to roll my eyes at you, but you don't have to say anything to me. But the friendship, but those friendships that I want to rekindle 
or whatever. Like, like I feel like we're better than that. It, it, you, you really have to think about like, okay, this is somebody who I really want to talk to. This is somebody I miss. Let's, let's talk it out. Like, uh, I have a friend, we had a, uh, we had a, we had a, we had a, we had a blow up. Yeah, it was a blow up and it was a misunderstanding. It was a misunderstanding of her end. I would say that and it's true. And um, we didn't talk. When we talked, it was just like we was in a group and she'll say little stuff and I'd be like, they don't talk to me because you owe me an apology. I didn't say it, but that's what I was thinking. And then finally I had saw her and we was in front of people. So of course me, I'm not going to make a scene. And I'm like, well, we still friends. We're just not talking. And, you know, we were at church. So she, if she heard it, she know I'm talking about her. And I was just like, you know, hey, we, you know, we need to have a conversation. We sat and we talked and, you know, I told her how I felt and she told me how she felt. And she told me, you know, I know it was a misunderstanding and you wasn't coming from this place where I was dealing with this and, you know, this different stuff. So when we talked about it and said our apologies, we good. Like, I actually forgot all about it until you asked the question. Because I'm the type of person, if you're my friend, if I'm like you, Leah. I don't call everybody my friend. I, I'm a very private person. I'm an open book with, with chapters I'm not going to allow you to read. And I'm very cautious. If I call you my friend, you are my friend. And the older I get, I my my I have zero tolerance for bullshit. I don't have time to teach. It's like I don't have time to teach you to go over and over again about being my friend and what I give to you and what I expect. Because as a friend, not only should you know if I'm a give, at least let me receive. And it it, it and it and it goes into all of that. So. If we have a falling out and we talk about it, I'm good. You're still my friend. Now, when I try to reach out to you and if you diss me, dismiss me or whatever, then I'm good. I ain't got to talk to you no more because I'm the type of person. I know I'm a therapist. I tell people I'm a therapist, but I'm still human. It takes a lot for me to reach out to Olive Branch to somebody. If I reach out an olive branch to you, I really care about you. I really love you. You really need something to me. So you chop that olive branch down, baby, it ain't growing back for you. And let's define friendship, shall we? Because a lot of people mm-hmm. call a lot of folks their friends. Like everybody, they friends. Like it's like Facebook. You got 5,000 friends on there because they liked your page and now everybody's your friend. Um, <laughs> let's define friendship for a moment. Cause for me, you have friends and then you have like associates, people you fool with. Right. And, and there's a difference, not as a disrespect or a slight, but you know, for me, friendship is you hit a certain level and then like my associate, you at a certain level. Um, let's talk about that. Well, I was, well, to be a friend, there has to be some common ground. There has to be something you guys have in common. So I think there are different levels of friendship. Like there are different categories of friendships. Like I have 
friends, like industry friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have friends that's in the mental health field. Like, just say, like, if I go to a conference and I see a friend that's in the field, you know, we cool, we laugh, we kiki, that's why I sit with at the conference, but we don't have nothing outside of it. Now, granted, I do have, uh, I do know somebody that is my friend. She just happened to be a therapist, too. Um, have, you know, your, 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 your childhood friends, like, we don't talk every day, but we grew up together. Uh, and then this, and then there's some people like, we used to be best friends, but now you, 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 you brought down. So it's all about, uh, history, uh, common ground, uh, what you're, what, what, what you're trying to get out in life, because we can be friends but we're going two different ways of life, but that doesn't mean we're no longer friends. Like, I have a friend, uh, I call her my Tokyo vanity. I never tag her because she's a friend. If something ever goes down, she's the one who will come after you, and you'll never connect, connect us together. <laughs> you know, she she called herself ratchet. She called me bougie. We, we have two totally different paths in life, but that's still my friend. We don't talk every day, but if I need her or she needs me, she can call me and we're there for each other. But you got to have some common ground. And I'm going to tell you what people miss. And when I say common ground, you know, you have some friends, superficial friends, but they're still friends and still their title. Because I've, I've seen people like, they're only friends because of what they have going on in life, meaning who you're dating, who, what you look like, what you're wearing, you know, so they want to be friends, but you don't have anything intellectually in common. And that's something that you need. You know, you, you, you got to have people around you that makes you grow, that makes you think, that makes you, uh, want to be supportive and also want you to grow. I think with friends, and I don't know if I'm getting off with it, Lee, if I am, guide me back. You know, we're so quick to ask, what do you bring in relationships? What do you have to bring to the table? When in friendships, what do you have to bring to the table? What do you have to bring to this friendship table except for empty plates? And I've been in situations where that's all you had was an empty plate. You, you didn't bring nothing to eat. Mm. No, that's directly on topic. <laughs> that works. So, wrapping it up, I'm going to ask you the age-old okay. question, and I want your opinion. <laughs> okay. Do you believe that a man and a woman can be 100% platonic friends? Now, heterosexual male, heterosexual woman can be 100% okay platonic friends yes i do and And i'm gonna say why because i'm gonna tell you why because i have a friend he's my best friend and he's 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 straight as a little l what i tell you that is my brother that is my brother and we respect each other he's married i was in his wedding if i was a guy i probably would have been the best man uh, he's not ugly. I mean, he's not my type, but he's not ugly. We just have that, we have that relationship 
that bond, that sisterhood and brotherhood, and like his wife, I call sister. That's 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 my sister. So it it can be, but that's why I tell people you can't you can't be friends with somebody. It's like when somebody meets you and was just like, well, I just want to be friends. No, you don't, because two seconds ago you were trying to be my man. So you you have to pay attention to uh, to people the reason why they want to be your friend and the opposite sex. But yes, I do feel that a man and a woman can be uh, be friends. And if uh, if one feels feeling for the other one, then I think that uh, the friend should step back. Uh, regroup, and if he feel like, or he or she feel like, if the feelings about the road, and their friendship needs to end, because what you never want to do is put that other friend in a predicament. Well, you know, I was starting to feel for you, or you know, you, I just think, you know, uh, I keep meeting these guys, and I just think you're the one. You put the other person now, you're in the friendship. So let's ask that question again. What about your friends? Are they gonna be around? Are they going to let you down? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Brandy brought up an excellent point. Sometimes we simply outgrow the people we consider our friends. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong with us or there's something wrong with them. It just means that their season has come and gone. Unfortunately, we don't always accept that. And we drag those relationships out well beyond their due date. And before we can demand someone be a good friend to us, we have to take a step back, do some self-reflection, and see are we being a good friend ourselves? Oh, y'all, I need some more of this whiskey for this topic because it's really got me and my friends, okay? And, you know, if you want to be my friend, simply email me. <laughs> I'm bullshitting.